All right, welcome to episode 201. I'm Aaron Brightman, the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. Uh, another Wednesday edition. Uh, I missed one on Halloween, so doing a double double header on Wednesday. This one's specifically about football. Obviously, November 1st is here, the month of November, a crucial month for Rutgers football. Playing with house money, already bowl eligible with six, six wins. And now it's a matter of can they build? Can they uh, continue to uh, win games down the stretch to improve their record, improve their standing, improve their perception, improve their bowl game, and, and kind of accelerate that step, maybe skip a step in terms of their progress this year? So there's five aspects for me that I think are, are key in them being able to do this. Obviously, the schedule is you know, daunting to a degree, Ohio State, number one team in the country coming in this weekend. I wrote about it this, uh, earlier on Wednesday, just the challenge. Ohio State is pretty banged up right now, but it's an opportunity for Rutgers to make a statement. Whether they win the game or not, you know, even if they're competitive, uh, it, it's going to look kindly on them in terms of perception with the rest of the conference and even nationally. So that's important. But there's five factors in terms of, you know, they're, they're at Iowa, they're at Penn State, and then they have Maryland. We know those Iowa and Maryland games, you know, those are winnable games. They're going to have to play really well, but it's an opportunity. Penn State is going to be difficult, but again, Indiana just went there and had the game tied with two and a half minutes to go. So anything is possible. And to, to not think that Rutgers necessarily can't get better in these last four games is also, you know, kind of short-sighted. So first thing, explosive plays. Rutgers offense has to have more explosive plays. News today that Chris Long is out for the season. Uh, per Greg Schiano, uh, they've obviously been missing his ability uh, in the wide receiver group. I think overall, honestly, the wide receiver group has done better than I, I thought. Christian Dremel has been super consistent, but I think that element that they're missing is that deep, deep threat. And that's Jaquay Jackson. For me, I think that can he take that next step? Uh, Schiano talked on Monday in his press conference that, you know, he's finally at the point where he feels he wanted him to be at the start of the season, uh, just in terms of development and, and health wise. He's been quiet lately. I think it's going to be really interesting to see Saturday. Rutgers has to open up the pass game, and I think Jackson gives them their best chance as a downfield big play threat. I think Ian Strong has that potential as well, but Jackson's a little more seasoned. Uh, you know, and he, he's had made some big plays. He's had some good catches this year. He had that 61-yard catch against Temple. But the Rutgers offense needs to have explosive passing plays in the pass game. Obviously, Wimsey has to be more accurate. Obviously, the offensive line has to get protection. Um, you know, there needs to be good blocking uh, across the, the, uh, the entire 11. You have to have good route running by the receivers. They have to reduce their drops. They had a few against Indiana. You know, a lot has to come into it. Uh, the play calling, which I'll just jump into, for me is number two, and that ties into explosive plays with offense. Rutgers has to, to call the games to win. You know, uh, yes, we know that they can, you know, in running the ball, defense, complementary football, all that, you know, and, and they were dominant in that air, in those areas and playing that way against lesser competition. Now that you're playing, you know, they're going to play elite defenses in Iowa, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, not Maryland. <laughs> but those three defenses are all really good. And you, you're going to have to open it up. And, yes, the run game is important. Uh, the defense is going to – Listen, the defense is going to be good, but can they be dominant? I mean, you're you're most likely going to play from behind in some of those games, right? And we saw what happened. My gripe with with the offense is in terms of you know Wimsett being inaccurate. Sometimes I feel like 
They're just so run reliant in the beginning. And it's not until they fall back by two scores that they basically it's pass, 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 pass. And it's a disadvantage for Wimsett too to just be throwing in passing situations. I'd like to see them open up things a little bit more, maybe a little more play action, throwing more in first down, just being a little more unpredictable. Uh, but I think offensively, you know, are they, we've talked about this before with David Anderson, just in terms of when opportunity knocks, right? When there's a turnover, when there's a short field, when there's a change in momentum, you know, are they, are they going to go for the knockout punch? And I think now more than ever in November, you're playing with house money. You're going to a bowl game, uh, no matter what, uh, to knock off these better teams, you have to go for the knockout punch and you have to deliver them. And that goes down to play calling. So, I think that's a big part of it. That's my number two, not in any particular order, by the way, red zone execution, right? So in terms of Rutgers getting into the red zone and being able to produce seven points, uh, obviously those 20 yards, you know, makes it a lot tougher. Uh, Are they going to be able to run it in from there in terms of playing great teams? I mean, no, they're going to have to mix it up. I think one element too that I haven't discussed is Wimsett's ability uh, on the read option. We saw what he did against Indiana, um, but I think – Designing more plays for him, whether it's a read option or just design run plays for him where he can use his speed. I think it will, you know, I think it it helps him kind of get into rhythm as a whole. And I think it will keep the, uh, you know, it's something on film that the defense worry about more. Uh, Wims has been a little conservative at times before the Indiana game in terms of just kind of handing off, not necessarily making the read. So curious there on that, but just in terms of, He's made some tight throws, right? A couple of touchdowns in tight spaces to Dremel. He had that great touchdown pass to Isaiah Washington. Can he do it? Can Rutgers convert in the red zone against better defenses? That's going to be a huge question mark. Um, Forcing turnovers. That's a big one for the defense, I think. Um, You know, and also just the defense in general, playing these better teams now. Ohio State, you know, they're not as explosive as they've been in the past. Um, But can this Rutgers defense, you know, keep them in the teens? Can they keep them in the low 20s in terms of points? They're going to have to to have any chance of winning the game. So Rutgers is, is a you know has kind of proven up to this point they're a top five Big Ten defense. Can they continue to prove that against better teams? And forcing turnovers is is is, is really a huge um, differentiator in in terms of the ceiling for this team in these next four games because you can't expect the offense to, to put together you know four 80 yard drives against Ohio State. Um, but if you get a short field, if you get the ball on the Ohio State 30, again, it all rolls together, right? You're able to, to have that short field because the defense is forcing turnovers. The uh, play calling mentality is go for the knockout punch. Uh, the execution has to be there and, and, and being able to come through in those moments. So it's all very cohesive in terms of what they're able to. And that's really what winning teams are able to do in terms of taking that next step. Rutgers has done it at times. They haven't done it other times. They haven't done it against the two best teams they've played. So that's the next next step for this team. Uh, and then an obvious one, none of these are groundbreaking, but I just feel like it all kind of makes sense. Um, but this one, obviously, depth and health. Uh, so we know the defense has lost Tyreek Powell. This will be the first game without him. How are they going to react to that? You know, Shiano basically said Mo Ture is going to get the predominant, uh, or the majority of those uh, snaps. So he's going to be inside now. It's going to change things in terms of their versatility on defense. Who's going to play that kind of hybrid role? Are they going to play that kind of hybrid role? Is it Kenny Fletcher? Um, you know, is Wes Bailey moved around a little bit? Um, Aaron Lewis, does he stay outside more than moving around a little bit? It's, it's going to impact how they utilize personnel. 
Um, you know, and they were kind of toying with a 3-3-5 at times. I think that will go away. Um, and Moterey will be the number, uh, you know, the the second linebacker uh, with Deion Jennings. So that's going to be interesting to see. Chris Long's obviously out. They haven't had him all year, um, but they have to stay healthy this last month. Obviously, the bye week is huge. In terms of this team getting health healthy, Ohio State's a team that physically just kind of always wears on Rutgers, and they always kind of seem to have some kind of injury issue after this game. So it's going to be really important to, to, to get out of this game on Saturday healthy. But their depth is going to be tested this month, as every team's depth will be tested. And they'll have a few weeks before the bowl game to get rested and healthy and all that stuff. But, you know, the grind of November is here and how they hold up and how their depth has developed. You know, a guy like Eric Rogers, you know, uh, is he going to be able to step in at times, you know, at cornerback and be able to provide something, um, you know, the defensive line, have they developed enough to be able to rotate guys and keep guys fresh and not rely on, you know, just Keontae Hamilton, just Mayan Hanatu, um, Isaiah Eton, you know, how much has he progressed? Renee Conga, is he going to make it back? Um, you know, uh, Jordan Thompson, you know, he's been a little bit of a hybrid guy. You know, is he going to be able to play a bigger role now, uh, potentially, with guys out? So, offensive line, we've seen the starting lineup uh, kind of uh, solidify there with Reggie Sutton at right tackle, Isaiah, uh, excuse me, Holland Pierce at left tackle. You have Dunlap at the right guard spot. You have Felter at the left guard spot. You have Zelinkis at center. You know, can those guys make it through November? Can they solidify uh, things even further? Can they uh, develop as a group and really take a step forward to be able to hold off top defenses and give this offense a chance? Those are all key questions, and it all ties to depth and health. Um, because if someone does go down, who's the next man up that can step up? Um, running back, you know, I really hope that Sam Brown and Aaron Young can have a bigger contribution. That's not a negative towards Kyle Manungai, but he's going to need help in this month of November. can't just be on his shoulders. And, yes, he's on pace for an 1,000-yard rushing season, first one in 10 years since Jawan Jameson, but they, they need to get more production out of the group as a whole. And I'm hoping Sam Brown and Aaron Young are, A, called on more, and, B, able to come through. I really like both of them. And if all three can contribute, that's going to make Rutgers' offense that much more dangerous. And that really, to me, is, is the five things. So explosive plays on the offense, forcing turnovers from the defense, red zone execution, and really on both ends, right? If the Rutgers defense can can turn, can prevent seven points and, and allow three points, it's a bend but don't break uh, philosophy, mentality, uh, ability. That's what they need to be able to do against these better teams. Uh, play calling to win, going for it, nothing to lose. You're going to a bowl no matter what. Uh, you know, take some chances in these games against better opponents and then obviously staying healthy and, and seeing their depth be able to, to withstand. So I'm excited. Ohio State, number one college football playoff rankings coming Saturday. It's an opportunity to make a statement. Whether you win or lose, if Rutgers can give Ohio State a real scare, play competitively, they're going to boost their confidence. They're going to uh, improve perception and it's going to set them up strong for the rest of November. Of course, we want them to win. Uh, and, and, and maybe they'll have a chance to win and maybe they will win and it'll be the win of, I don't know. I, they never beat number one. Right. So, I mean, it could be the, the win, the best win in program history. It certainly would be in terms of a blue blood type scenario. Um, so we'll see, but I think this team has a lot of potential. I'm excited about what they can do in November. Optimistic. They can get at least one more win. Who knows? Who knows? It's been a season where, you know, a lot of things can happen across the sport, 
And Rutgers, I think, is well positioned to make some noise in November. Thanks for listening and watching once again here at the Scarlet Faith.